Talk, talk, talk. That's all she ever does. What could she possibly be talking about now? Well, you never know, but you can bet it'll be a little bit of everything with a spice of sassy mixed in. It's Middays with Mizzy. Here's Steph. Today's topic is such a hot topic that I'm going to piggyback Mommy Meltdown and Middays with Mizzy's podcast. This is all about back to school in the middle of a pandemic. Today on the show, I am so honored to have two gals who are friends of mine, who I've met actually at different points in my life. Maria, when we first became moms, oh my gosh, how many years ago, Maria? 12 years ago. 12 years ago, yeah. And mom, I forget now, how many kids do you have now? Four. Four kids. Yeah, that's a lot of homeschooling if you're going to go down that road. Oh my gosh, no kidding. (laughs) And then we have Amy here, and Amy and I actually have become friends over the last couple of years because our boys go to school together. Amy is the mom of two wonderful boys as well. So ladies, thank you so much for uh, volunteering to come on and talk about a topic that I know you've probably had the conversation with friends or family or just in your own head a billion times over the last number of months. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do come September, to be totally honest with you. I feel like I may not know until we go to drop the kids off that day and I'm like, no! So let's let's talk with you first, um, Maria. You're gonna you're gonna keep the kids in school, right? Yeah. Is that is that a decision that you knew right off the get go that you're you, you know you said that's it that they're gonna go back? Uh, yeah, I have to go back to work, and there is nobody to stay home with the kids. So I pretty much knew that was the choice I was gonna have to make. And I feel like a lot of us are in that situation, right? Like, what other choice do we possibly have? We've, we've got to work. I've been working this entire pandemic. I've been very lucky that my husband has been working from home. But that all comes to a screeching halt in September. Yeah, same. You know, I work so, in childcare, so I'm off all summer with my kids. Yeah. But come September, I got to go back. It's not a job that I can do from home. So, what's your biggest concern with sending them back? Um, I mean, besides the obvious like exposure, I don't feel like the safety measures that they've taken have been nearly enough. Like packing thirty kids into a classroom, or you know, close to thirty, is not a good safety measure for me. I also don't think it's a like. I, my older two are 10 and 12, and it's not a good learning environment for them to be, okay, sit in your desk, and you can stay in this six-by-six-foot box all day long, and we expect you to also excel in learning. Like, I would have a hard time struggling to concentrate, to learn and understand the concept with an enthusiastic attitude, knowing that I'm going to be in the same room, in the same spot, in the same desk for six hours a day. Amy, are these some of the reasons why you said, no, we're not going back? Absolutely. Uh, Aside from the obvious, the COVID and, you know, the risk of the kids catching COVID, my decision is based on more so um, solidified my reason for keeping them home, their mental health. Just like Maria mentioned, them sitting in their little six by six desk with the tape around it, not being able to get up and have their movement breaks or um, do group work, cooperative learning with their friends, no gym, no library, to my understanding, um, no music because they can't share the instruments. No art because they can't share the art supplies. No pencil paper activities because you cannot hand out paper and then recollect them. So for my child to be sitting six hours in the same spot, wearing a mask, working on a Chromebook, is not, I, I feel his mental health will suffer more. Yeah. And I think it's going to be scary too to see the staff in masks and shields and 
it's it's just not a good learning environment in mm -hmm. my opinion amy you're kind of in a sweet spot because you have education an education background right so how's the amy school gonna look at home <laughs> um so my kids um hate well no my youngest loves mommy school and homeschooling my my oldest hates it i'm he says i'm much more strict and i give much more work than um his teacher did since march and um but i'm done what she gave me i said you're not done with me so i um I, I mean, I know that kids thrive on routine and they need structure. So we have the same routine every day. We're going to get up, breakfast, they're going to get dressed. Um, we'll do the online portion that the school offers. I'll enrich it and enhance it with whatever I can. And then I feel like this time will be much more successful than it was in March because we can form small pods. And so I've already um, made an agreement with another mom who's going to keep her kids home and We'll collaborate in the afternoons for the fun activities like art and gym and science experiments and baking. So the kids will still have a social component and hopefully they're, they're happy. We're, you know, it's the best we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and it's funny you talk about pods because that was one of the big things this past week that I don't know if you guys saw it on social media, but a lot yeah. of people were talking about it. They're calling them pandemic pods. Kids are going to be in groups of five or six and they have a certified teacher and possibly an EA and, you know, $40 a kid per day. I love that option that some parents are able to take that. If Maria, if you could do something like that, is that, is that something you would prefer to do than send the kids? Absolutely. Ideally for me, pre and post COVID, I always loved a bit of the like unschooling type of education. Yeah, and especially like if I was to be able to do something like that, I would imagine that the social aspect of acting and doing activities with other families and other groups would be extremely important. Like I don't want my kids just hanging out with each other kind of thing for the rest of their lives. They have to learn how to navigate the world yeah. and interact with people too. And so then like I have friends who were homeschooled and they joined leagues and had other homeschool groups with other families in that regard too. And it made it easier both the parents because then the kids are getting a type of class, if you will. Yep. And the parents are also not having the entire burden of educating their children on themselves. They can kind of like you said, Amy, like, you know, you can do baking and science and stuff with other families too. Right. Amy, is this something that you're going to like open up to other families? I feel like you could have a little business here. <laughs> I talked to my husband about that. Oh and yeah? He, yeah. And the kids were like, yes, yes. Can we choose our friends? And I was like, <laughs> might be going to regular school, right? Yeah, right. Kids were excited at that idea to have, you know, a few friends to, to do schooling with. And yeah. um, I, I personally, I, as you said, it could get costly if you yeah. it could add up. Um, but think about it. The kids are only in school eight months, 10 months, sorry, out of the year. And there's Christmas break. And so really it would come to about seven grand per child, $40 a day. You can't get daycare for cheaper than that, let alone a private education. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think if I could afford it, I would send my children to another teacher, to <laughs> another private teacher. Right. But, um, I, I think it's, it's a pretty attractive thing and I, I'm open to offering something like that here. One of the things that, that I heard the outdoor classrooms, do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's total distraction? I love the idea of um, nature school or being outdoors or incorporating nature. I think it really grounds the kids and it calms a lot of anxieties and um, 
I think it's great, but they would still have to social distance just because it's outdoors doesn't mean that their mask is off and they're on top of each other, right? Yeah. Uh, so they would still have to be social distancing. And we have such harsh weather conditions here in the winter. And I just, I don't see how it could be successful here, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. What about the masks? Maria, are your kids going to be okay with the masks? No. So I have two, my older two are going to be in the grades they're going to be six and seven and so grade six and seven so they will be required to wear the mask all day long and yeah. i think that is like even as an adult i'm sure like we've all gone out and don't get me wrong the masks are important yeah they serve their purpose and they are preventing this from spreading further for sure i don't think that it is an ideal learning environment to have kids sitting there for six hours on their face i think it is unrealistic to expect this from the kids and it's like just the way that the classrooms are set up in a very old-fashioned style whereas I think like an outdoor classroom would be great my kids school in St. Catharines here has actually a courtyard that um, is completely underutilized I did not know so my kid my oldest child was in grade four because before I even knew that there was a courtyard and I was like, who's using this? And he was like, well, we use the classroom, the outdoor classroom, like, I don't know, once or twice a year kind of thing. And it's been proven to actually improve kids' cognitive retention. A lot of European uh, um, countries that would just, that's what they do. They do natural outdoor classrooms. It's their thing. There's no question about it. It's not something new. They've done it for a long time and it worked. What are you going to do, Maria, when you hear, because I think it's inevitable that we will hear somebody's got COVID, you know, whether it's a teacher, it's an administrator, it's a kid. What are you going to do? Even if they say, you know what, it happened in grade four and, and it, it's not affecting your kid's class specifically. Are you going to pull the kids from school because one kid's got COVID? Absolutely. My kid could have easily come in contact with that kid. Like you can say to the kids, socially distance, they are children. I mean, half the adults can't even adhere to these rules. My hands are on my face all the time, like touching my glasses, itching or whatever kind of thing. Yeah. It's all over. So I think, yeah, if it happens in the school, I'm definitely going to get a lot more worried about it. So I guess, Amy, uh, my next question is to you. What is the one marker or the one indicator where you say, okay, I feel good. I'm going to send the kids back to school. When life returns back to normal, I guess, when COVID is no longer um, a daily concern or a daily topic and are you prepared to go the long haul? Like some people are saying this could be around two and a half, three years. Oh God, give me patience <laughs> and strength. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was prepared for like four months. What? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to take it uh, semester by semester, to be honest with you. So um, September to the after Christmas break, they're home for sure. Absolutely. Oh reevaluate and see how bad the cases are how the school situation was because we we haven't got a little a lot of information on what the day will look like but if it's as maria and i suspect with the kids sitting in their taped little square and i i won't send them back to that i will not that's not a good learning environment they're not going to be comfortable uh it's just i i will keep them home until the situation improves have you been getting a lot of um, backlash from people when you tell them your stance on all this? I think a lot of uh, my friends, anyway, think I'm um, 
overreacting or oh, yeah. it's not going to be that bad. They think I am, I am an overprotective mom. And so yeah. they think I'm just being overprotective that it's good for the kids to be back. And, um, I don't have a lot of support to be honest with you. Well, you've got my support Amy. you've got, listen, I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from. And I honestly, I might be there with you. So we'll have to wait and see. And you, Maria and I, you were, Maria, you and I were talking, um, you know, even when we were lining this up and getting girls to come on and do this with me, that you're mentioning that a lot of your friends are in a similar position in that they're not really sure they want to send them back, but they don't have another choice. I'm a single mom at this point, and so it is what it is. A lot of my friends, either like they're both working and they can't afford for one person to take off and stay home, or like there isn't an option to work from home depending on their jobs. It really kind of sucks. Like I have a couple of friends who are like, this is all gonna blow over kind of thing, and if I could, I'd go to Florida tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. All the way over to the other side of like the world is ending and we might as well just... You find it fascinating when you go through your social media and you go, huh, I didn't realize that person was completely crazy. <laughs> I start to look through my, my friend list and go, I don't think I want to be friends with them anymore. I didn't realize they were that irrational. <laughs> I feel like I have learned a lot about a lot of people that I had no idea about. A lot of people have surprised me through this. Yeah. Me too, me too. What is the one thing that you want the government to do to make going back to school easier for you to uh, be comfortable with? I would say a lot more funding and much smaller class sizes and figure out a way for like, I think at this point we've had the same type of school system where you sit and you do your paperwork and you follow the bell and the routine and there's so much wasted time. Like I estimate that there's at least two hours in a day wasted by waiting in line and waiting your turn and everything like that. Like the school day should not have to be six hours. So like somebody like Amy, who's got her kids at home, I wouldn't expect that she's teaching them for six hours because right. the kids at school are not doing the same thing. I feel like Amy, they, they should maybe go to you because I kind of like your school day setup. Absolutely. I feel like I'm going to call Stephen Lecce and tell him to have a conversation with you because I like that you set it up, you know, a little school in the morning, some play and something, you know, a little relaxing in the afternoon. I'd be game for that too. I love the life skills even that, you know, you've kind of incorporated into there because I tell you, since COVID, my children, they are seven and just turned 10 and they independently take the laundry downstairs, put it in the washer, transfer it to the dryer, bring it back up. They empty the dishwasher, they Windex, they do the floors. I have brought them from like babies to men or big boys um, in just a few months. And I said to them, actually, my oldest, Alejandro, he loves to cook and he'll make breakfast for him and his brother. He'll make lunch for everybody, partly because I was injured and laid up, but partly because they're learning to be independent, right? Yeah. I just said, mm -hmm. if you don't make a very good husband one day, at least you're uh, never going to go starving or live in a filthy house. <laughs> My oldest is very into cooking, but, you know, with the regular routine of school and work and everything like that, you know, you're rushing at the end of the day being like, all right, so we're microwaving a pizza or whatever kind of thing. And now he has learned, we had a conversation the one day randomly where I love Indian food. And my kids were like, they were like, what's Indian food? So I was like, you know, like curry. And they're like, we've never had curry. So it's morphed into this whole thing. My son can now independently make three different kinds of curries. I mean, granted, it's from like a glass jar. It's not, but like the cooking aspect and like my kids, they clean them up. I have two kids over there right now. 
unloading the dishwasher. Like these are life skills that. Ladies, I feel like I'm failing as a mother because my boys are doing none of that stuff. <laughs> I brought my children. They're not allowed to play video games until their chores are done. That's the I was just going to say, clearly my bribes have to get much better than they are. <laughs> well, girls, we covered a ton today. I think we can all agree that there is just no right or wrong answer to this. We're just kind of going day by day, as both of you had mentioned, and we're finding ourselves in a very complex situation right now. Uh, we just got to continue to do the best we can for the kids, for our families, for ourselves. So thank you, ladies, so very much for joining me today. I really appreciate awesome. it. And thank you guys for joining us today. Both on Mommy Meltdown and Middays with Mizzy. Until next time.